How's it going guys? Welcome to episode 6 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi. I'm so excited to have this amazing woman as my next guest. Uh, she is an owner of a business called Fast Signs and she's just an amazing woman. She raised three amazing daughters. I'm talking about Beth Stockley. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. So typically we will have a shot of tequila on air, but we, <laughs> <laughs> we already took it. We just got super excited. And so something that I've always admired about Mrs. Stockley, because just their her whole family is highly intelligent. Like it, it, I don't know if it's just genetic or what, but they are. But something that most people might not know about her is that after graduating high school, she didn't immediately go to college. And I would love for you to share that part of, of your life. Like what, what made, made you make that decision and how did it go? Well, I was raised by two very traditional parents um, that were um, brought up during the Depression. Um, so very old school tradition um, wow. where the women doesn't work outside the home and she does stay home. And um, basically, uh, my parents had three daughters and a son and their expectations really were that the woman would just, you know, get married out of high school and and, ra and raise kids. Yeah. So um, my older two sister, my oldest sister went to college because she um, was kind of like Karen, like super smart. Yeah. And, you know, Karen's her eldest daughter, <laughs> one of my best friends. Um, and uh, she got really high SAT scores. And basically the teacher said, you know, that your child needs to go to college. Otherwise, I don't think my parents would have thought to do that. It's so different. And um, then um, my next sister did not. She just, you know, worked right out of high school. And then um, so I did not have the expectation on me that I would go to college. And I think the main reason I didn't go, though, because everyone I graduated high school in 1972. Okay. And that was kind of just with women's lib coming out. And exactly. and wow, almost time. all the women, you know, that I graduated high school with were going on to college or, you know, I mean, yes. it was it was the kind of the normal thing to do. Right. But and, not and where was this, by the way? What in the Wadena, Minnesota. Okay, Minnesota. Population 4,500. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. Cool. Um, like that. Uh, so uh, most of my girlfriends actually did, did go to college. Um, but I went to vocational school, took secretarial training uh, right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And this was back when computers weren't even really invented. Yes. Um, we had, I took a computer class where it was, uh, what did they call it? The, the system where it was dots? I don't know. I forget uh, what it's called now. Morse code? Not Morse code, but Jeez, it's yeah, escaped me now. Um, early on. Okay. Any, anyway, I learned typing and shorthand, you know, really old school type yeah. stuff. Do you remember it? Yeah, okay. I probably do remember cool. a few things if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then um, I got a job right out of that, but um, I was only 19 years old. And back in that day, you had to work like a whole year and then you'd get a one-week vacation. Oh, and wow. that did not go well with me. <laughs> So um, I just started, um, my sister was working out in Glacier Park, Montana, and so I just went out to Glacier Park, went, took a train and hopped a train and went to Glacier Park and worked there for the summer. And so I kind of bebopped around in my 20s, which was which kind of abnormal. Like I said, most of my friends were all in college. They all yes. were going to be teachers or actually my best friend from high school is a dietitian, just like me. Yeah. Um, but they were all doing the norm, you know, more the normal thing. And I was kind of the odd person doing my own thing. But looking back on it, I mean, I'm surely you were happy with that decision. Um, it was a defining moment of my yes. life. Um, actually, my daughter Kim for Christmas a year ago gave me a book called um, My Mom, her, her Life, you know, her story. And so last year <clears throat> I compiled a book 
from my baby years going to my current life. Um, yeah. Kind of what, what, how my life has gone. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really fun to look at my life and kind of see what the defining moments were. And that was actually, um, my first defining moment was moving from a small, from a big city, Minneapolis, to a small town, Wadena, where, you know, from a town of millions of people to a small town. Okay. okay. So that was uh, an experience um, which Culture taught me huh? that there's nice people everywhere you go and there's things to do in big cities or small towns and there's you know it it really was an eye-opener in that regard um and then working out in glacier park was um just so amazing to what be in that work? part of the country a waitress yeah, okay. yeah just a waitress yeah like just kind of and <clears throat> back in that like, day you could hitchhike and wow you know like do, what a different time yes man. very That's different so time neat. Um, but anyway, after doing that, um, I decided, you know, I needed to figure something out. So then I finally went to college at like age 22 when all my friends had just graduated right. college. That's actually, I was an older than average student, which nowadays is fairly common. I mean, mm -hmm. I really admire women who they're married and they have kids and they go back to school. I mean, yeah, to me, that's mean. who impresses me because mm -hmm. to me, it's very difficult to go to school just being a single person and doing it. Exactly. Um, but I was kind of there again, the odd man. I guess I've always been a little odd man out, which is okay. It's no. okay. To, it's okay to color outside the lines, right? Yes. No, it's definitely <laughs> okay. And I think that, that's such a great message. And, and I loved hearing it <clears throat> just because not, not that encouraging your kid to go to school is a bad thing or like follow any sort of structure, no. but it's nice to know that, there, you know, there's alternate means of getting there it doesn't have to be immediate and I, I just thought that that was fantastic so do you think that the way you went about you know establishing your career and and uh getting to where you are mm -hmm. today uh assisted you in raising three daughters because all your daughters are, are killing it in their respective fields too um i think it just gave me a new perspective i i don't think i had certain expectations on my children and having three daughters I mean, I know some people kind of, you know, I, I look at some people and all their kids go to the same college or they all, you know, they kind of, if you're in the medical field, they're in the medical field or that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, yes, I guess I had more of an opposite it. approach um, is I really tried to teach them up and I didn't teach them. I let them be individuals and yes. you know, my daughters and they are all totally as different. different. I mean, all of three of them are yes. so totally different. And I think. I let that be, you know, yeah. I did not try and force them to not be who they were. Exactly. So, and, so important. Um, so I think that was maybe a gift I gave them. I don't know that I, I let them be who they're, I think that's, who they're supposed to be. That's the absolute best thing you can do. And I mean, of course, guide them along the way, which right. you did. Uh, but yes, I mean, just seeing them now, I mean, from when, you know, I first got to meet you guys, however long ago. Long, was, time, ago. long time ago. <laughs> it's just neat to see how everybody's progressed and, and how well they're doing because you can tell they're happy with what they're doing. They didn't, you know, get pigeonholed or forced into a certain area or anything like that. So how did you end up in Corpus and how did the business get started? I'm not sure I've ever asked you no, this. No, I don't know if you know this story. Um, so, yeah, my my first life-defining moment was moving from a big city to a small town. My second life-defining moment was was taking a train out west and working out west for a couple of summers. And my third life-defining moment was marrying my husband, who um, was my boss. You know, there again, I don't know if I can make this recommendation Girl. to everybody. Girl, this is juicy. <laughs> Um, so I got a degree in food and nutrition, and mm -hmm. so my first job out of college was working for a company that contracted with um, universities 
and okay. hospitals to manage their food service. Okay, where, so, where was this? This was at Augsburg College in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. So um, anyway, one thing led to another. Mm -hmm. Over too many pitches of beer. And anyway, 34 <laughs> years later, here we are. I know. <laughs> The rest is history. So, yes. So he was in the food business, and we were both in the food business, yeah. Mm. So that's how we met, and I'm trying to say, so how did we get down here? Yeah, so how, how did you so he worked for a company. It was called Saga Corporation um, when he was hired by them, but then Marriott bought them out, and so... Okay. Marriott had a contract with Doctors Regional Hospital, and mm -hmm. that's how we ended up in Corpus Christi. We actually went from, we got married in Omaha, Nebraska, then we lived in um, Kansas City, wow. and then we moved to Houston, and I remember thinking, looking at the map, being from Minnesota, and yes. looking down the map at Houston, I'm like, oh boy, you know, like, I am really far south, yeah. like, this is really crazy, <laughs> this is as far as it goes, right. but then we actually went Whatever. one more step and this is truly where i do draw the line that's hilarious oh my goodness um, and it was a big culture shock mm -hmm. actually moving to corpus christi it's very different from houston it's um having lived in a lot of different places yes. i've lived in florida i've lived in the dakotas i've lived in minnesota um it is a very different culture and mm -hmm. it took me a while to get used to it mm -hmm. but i'm used to it now yeah, i like it here and it is home definitely. and especially having a business so um, after living down here, then for a few years, we we had moved every couple of years with the company, and so one beautiful March, sunny, seventy degree day with no humidity, we decided we should stay here. It's really pretty here. <laughs> the like one day out of the year, that's great. <laughs> and uh, so we did. We started looking for a business to buy, and um, a lot of businesses are seven days a week. Mm -hmm. um, open till midnight or whatever. And actually a lot of businesses are food related, I yes. mean, which we had been in the food business. But um, I think after 25 years, Bill was ready for something different. Definitely. And so I just happened to have an acquaintance that um, that was the previous owner of Fast Signs. And we just went and talked to him one day and they were ready to sell and wow. we were ready to buy and it all worked out. I just feel like everything <laughs> was so synchronized. Like you just kind of went, went with the flow and it just kind of worked itself out. I, I think that's amazing. Like you're such an epic example of that, obviously. And so what year was that that you guys bought it? Um, it's actually been about 19 years, okay. so I want to say, um, you did the math, um, <laughs> 20 years would be 1998, right? Yes, that's correct. So 1990, right around there, okay. right okay. around there. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. And it was a big leap. Um, and I think, you know, we had some family members wondering if we were doing the right thing. Like, what do y'all know about the sign business? Mm. And it's a big risk and, you know, things like that. But um, didn't stop you. Didn't stop that us. That is not a characteristic of Beth stopping. <laughs> risk does not scare her. But I had never worked that hard. Probably, I don't think either one of us had worked quite mm. that hard. And it was... Um, but it's a good business, Monday through Friday, you know, yeah. nine to five kind of business, which is a very, it's difficult to find something yes. like that. Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, it was a good business to have with the family and just down the road from King High School where I could go to all the pep rallies and, <laughs> and debate uh, contests. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it all worked out. Yeah, that, that's the alma mater for, for her daughter and me. So, okay, obviously, like you just said, you had never worked that hard to get mm -hmm. that business going. And so any tips on, you know, maintaining a business? Because so many people can get it up and running and get the front, but then making it last is the real issue. I mean, what do you think? What, what, what would be something that could be at least helpful? Hmm. 
Well, what I will tell you is uh, one of the things that's been very helpful to us is that um, we actually just had an event at our store this morning, as a matter of fact, okay. called Buenos Dias yes. and through the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. Nice. And we do find that being involved in the business community in that way Amazing. has been huge. Uh, there used to be two chambers, the Hispanic Chamber, well, there still is a black chamber too, and I think an Asian chamber, but the, mm -hmm. the major two were the Hispanic and the Corpus Christi, and we were members of both and went to I a lot it. of the mixers after hours and so on and Bill's been on the board and different things like that so mm -hmm. I think that's been key when you just work in the community it's very different than being in the business community yes. and I think it's really been it's made us feel a lot more part of the community right. because connected with the other businesses and we know more what's going on in the city mm -hmm. um, so no I love that it's like you're building a network you know in order to uh, get you know um, to, you know, share that camaraderie <clears throat> with, with them. And then that's such a, a huge part to me of being a leading lady corpus is, is uh, you know, being involved in the community in some kind of way, some mm -hmm. sort of cause or whatever, whatever it may be. Right. So what other, do y'all do other events? Was this the first one? As far as, um, at, like, at, at, at the store, um, mostly we have done chamber events at the store. Okay. Um, although I think we might have had a 10 year anniversary party after oh, 10 yeah, years. Yes. Oh my and next oh. year will be 20, yes, so we'll probably have some kind of party for the, for the 20th. Um, but still, we usually funnel it through the chamber because they get the word out and they have such a huge base. And so it's just an easy way for the information to get out. Yeah, right. um, but a, Bill served on some boards and um, he was a member of Leadership Corpus Christi is a real mm -hmm. good organization and Corpus a good way to get involved and learn about the Tell city. Tell me about this. I, I don't know much about it. I've heard people talk about it, but I don't know what it is. It's called Leadership Corpus Christi. I want to say they accept about 40 um, participants every year, and I believe it's a nationwide program, and the idea behind it is for um, community leaders to get involved in this. They learn about city government. They learn about the state government. They learn about uh, the university you know they really okay. learn kind of how the city functions mm -hmm. and it's a year-long program and then oh, wow. afterwards the goal there is a graduation and then the goal i think is for them to um choose something to be involved in after okay. having a year kind that of immersed really in that like maybe you want to volunteer for the red cross or right. you want to serve on the school board or you you know you you kind of choose something that That's might be a way really for neat. you to get more involved in the community. Okay, yeah. yeah, I heard you talk about it, and then a previous guest, Sammy Ramon, talked about it, and uh, I realized I don't know much about this at all. Okay, so thanks for clearing mm -hmm. that up. Okay, so in addition to being a business owner, you're also a registered nutrition, no, dietitian. Correct, okay. correct. So, okay, tell me about that, because I think when people think about being a dietitian, are you just telling people what to eat? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you do? I don't know, I don't know that true tasks okay um it's actually a very varied profession which mm -hmm. is why i was interested in it because i really i guess i get bored easily i don't know i don't i wouldn't i don't really want to just do one thing yes. you know for my no, whole I life and amazing. so when i was i actually had a very difficult time i when i went to college finally mm -hmm. at age 22 i had no idea what i wanted to major in mm -hmm. i just knew oh, that that I was, um, yes, and I tell all young people, I totally, I, I totally get it. I think it, that's probably one area that education could be improved in general in the yes. United States is that I think kids are just expected to go off to college at age 18 and know what they're, and know. know what they're supposed to do without having any experience yes. or exposure 
than take your daughter to work day. I mean, I, I don't think that's quite enough. <laughs> no, I think, thank you for saying that because I went and I'm like, yeah, I was always so envious of those who knew, like, from yes. preschool what they wanted to do. Like, me too, me too. And I had a very, I was a music major, I was a nursing major. And after two years, I, I put myself through school also, which is another one of my major life accomplishments. But um, yes. See what I'm saying? I almost dropped out because I didn't, I, I mean, I knew I was capable of doing more. I wanted to do more, but I just didn't have, you know... A voice in my head telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I eventually uh, chose nutrition because actually my mother was kind of a health food nut. Uh, before it was, it was kind of the thing to do. Right. My mother ground her own flour and wow. sprouted her own alfalfa sprouts and wow. you know things like that, which was there again, kind of you know I kind of non-traditional parents. Um, yeah. And then my best friend from high school also was a dietitian. I'm like, oh, I guess you know maybe I can meld those you know yeah. two things together. Um, so I have worked for the Women, Infant, and Children's Program um, as a nutritionist. I have consulted at nursing homes. I worked in college food service, and now I work in a dialysis unit. Okay. So to say, you know, what does a dietitian do? Yeah. Um, of course, it relates to nutrition and diet, but it really depends on what area that you're in. Um, right. So in my particular role right now, yes, please. Um, I have dialysis patients who, uh, people who are on dialysis, probably two-thirds of them are diabetic, Mm-hmm. which has caused them, you know, they're not taking care of themselves, most of them, to get to a point where yes. now they're on dialysis. Um, some That's another <clears throat> Another uh, small percentage of hypertension, uncontrolled hypertension, can lead to kidney failure, um, and then there's a few other causes. Um, so my main role there at the clinic is just new patients coming on dialysis, and unfortunately, there are diet restrictions that are not so easy to follow. Yes, um, all you can do is listen, <laughs> right? So um, I guess I prefer um, to talk to them about what they can have versus what they can't have mm-hmm. because uh, nobody likes being had, you know, having their finger shaken at them and saying, don't do that, don't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because you, you really are just having to be patient with these people and, and you do know what's best and you're conveying that information, but whether or not they'll actually do yes. it. I mean, you yes. have to be patient. So yes, you do. I definitely feel like you're... And try and put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a chronic condition. It's not something they have to do for a week or for, you know, a month unless they get a transplant or something. So right. it, it's a difficult and challenging disease. Yeah. Well, um, and a lot of times <clears throat> it's because, you know, them and, and their parents and their families weren't educated on proper nutrition mm-hmm. anyway. And so, you know, yeah. how you're trying to reteach something that's been ingrained for generations. It's just... Yeah, and it's a little bit more of a poor man's disease. I mean, a lot of our patients are uneducated. You know, some of them are Spanish speaking, don't reading. You know, don't read. Um, Of course, diabetes affects your eyesight, so some of them can't see very well. Um, So they have a lot of challenges: economic, educational, um, language, and so on. But what I like about it, um, I've been in dialysis for probably twelve years is um, you see them all the time. You Mm -hmm. build a relationship with them, and Mm -hmm. so that's personally what I like about it, is that um, they're just, you know, kind of part of your work family, uh, and and you get close to them, so they might not get the message the first time or the tenth time, but maybe the hundredth time. (laughs) You have a lot of opportunities. Yeah, you're you're only doing them good, so I think that's amazing. I mean, it's it's such a noble thing to be doing for people. And so uh, I wanted to segue into, okay, so I still, one of the most amazing things I think about you is that you raised three daughters that just turned out to be just, uh, they're great. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're just doing what they want to do. They're killing it. I mean, they're self-sufficient. 
So in this day and age, it's a, it's a digital age. I mean, how do you, like, what do you think people should do in terms of, of raising their kids to be, you know, with a good head on their shoulders? Um, it's a hard question because I raised mine before that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I want to say Karen might have had her first cell phone maybe in as a sophomore in high school or something like that because yeah, that's the age you all were at. Yeah. Whereas we're five smart. years younger, Kristen, yeah. got it in middle school. Right. So she is much more attached to it than Karen is. Part mm -hmm. of it's their personalities. But mm -hmm. I do think just five years made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I really have a lot of words of wisdom of that because I yeah. think it has to be extremely challenging. Even you having a very young one, oh my God. <laughs> you know, you go to restaurants and you see little kids with their tablets and it would be hard not to do that because it keeps them entertained. Exactly. It keeps them occupied. Um, back in my day, it was more Nintendo was mm -hmm. out. And so it was, uh, I know when I had kids, I monitored their screen time. Yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't probably quite as challenging because of the definitely. way things are. But I, I, I definitely, yes, I definitely, they were, I mean, I really monitored it. And after they'd been watching it an hour or something, then it had to go off and they had to find something else to do. Yeah. Um, and I tried to get them outside as much as I could. Right. Um, it's such a simple premise, but I really think it's effective. I, I really do. I mean, I haven't gotten to exercise mm -hmm. yet, but um, I mean, for the, those people I know that do, uh, do limit the screen time, mm -hmm. I mean, whether it be phone, mm -hmm. tablet, like you said, right. television, computer. Yes. Um, and, and get them out and get them get them involved yeah. in whatever it may be in. Um, well, yeah, and just to let that. them be bored. I mean, I think as an adult, <laughs> yes! as an oh adult, God, I mean, I, I have my phone on my desk too. And if, while I'm waiting for my computer to warm up, I mean, I'm, 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 I, I look at other people and think they're bad, but then I'm like, you know, I'm just as bad. Mm -hmm. So I think you really have to train yourself too. Oh, and yeah. I think as a parent, if your kid's bored, well, then that's a problem for you. Yes. No, <laughs> so, I mean, I think as a parent, it requires a lot of discipline because you then have to find a way to direct them or... You know, yeah. so it's it's kind of work for both of you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I honestly couldn't have said that better. Let mm -hmm. your kid get bored. I think you should coin that. I, I, it, it's amazing. Yes, I mean, you would have to entertain yourself sometimes if there wasn't yes. anything, like, immediately stimulating. Right, So right. I, I think that's great. So, Beth, thank you so much for being my episode six. Mm -hmm. You're great. Thank and, you for having me. Yes, just keep doing what you're doing and being amazing. And just thank you for being you. You're welcome. Let's have another shot. Yes. <laughs>